is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Executive Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Duania Peel on our show today. Duania is the owner and Executive Director of Canadian Small Business Women. A lover of entrepreneurship, volunteering, and networking, Duania strives to inspire aspiring and current entrepreneurs in Canada. A chemist and political scientist by training and education, but an entrepreneur at heart, she started two successful businesses since 2008. In 2013, Canadian small business women began serving as a platform for aspiring and current small business women of Canada. Through e-courses, blogs, online chats, seminars and expos, CSBW provides avenues for entrepreneurs to showcase their expertise. Duania continues to make an impact by appearing as a guest speaker at various entrepreneur events and by guest appearances on panels across the GTA to provide valuable insight to those in need. She also champions the success of immigrant entrepreneurs and it's reflected in her new book, The Power Within, Inspiring Stories of Female and Immigrant Entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's delightful to have you here. Let's uh, let's dive right in. Um, so what's really the one thing you want our audience to take away from our conversation today, Duenia? You know, I really want people to start looking into themselves and knowing that they can conquer anything. Just find that inner spirit of resilience. Mm, inner spirit of resilience. I love that. So walk us through your entrepreneurial journey. Now, you know, you began as a chemist and in the political science space. What made you sort of shift career paths and pursue entrepreneurship? Well, first, I'm still working in the science field. Mm. Canadian small business woman, believe it or not, is my side gig. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, really, all this started back in 2008. I was at my very first industry job working in a lab because I do love the lab environment. And the company went bankrupt. Mm. And for the first time in my life, I had a summer off because I was one of those kids who grew up where your parents sent you to summer school whether you wanted to be there or not. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I had to have something to do every summer. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went to library summer school. Like, that's how serious that's it was. That's hardcore. That's hardcore. <laughs> 
It is. So you can imagine my excitement, right? When I had one summer where I had no school and no work the first time in my life. Mm. You know, I thought, okay, I'm going to live it up this summer. After a couple of weeks, I got bored. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I decided, you know what? I have this great idea for a business, but I didn't know where to turn. Mm. I have an idea. No clue how to turn into reality. I did end up starting that business, but that's really what the seed of Canadian small business women where it really started because I wanted to provide a platform for people to be able to find all the information that they needed to start a business if you didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial household. Mm -hmm. And there were many people out there like me. And what exactly is Canadian Small Business Women? Can you describe, you know, the supports, the resources, um, and what you do to connect this community? Well, initially it started out as a blog site where I had blog contributors who were experts in their own field because I was still learning and I still am learning. I don't consider myself that much of an expert, but I wanted to learn along with my audience. Then it snowballed into me having in-person events because people wanted to connect Mm. But at all my events, I made sure that there was a learning tool. There was always a hands-on workshop that was being offered so that guests could leave with action items for their businesses. Mm-hmm. Now it snowballed into us having work online workshops. We do have a really good resource website in terms of finding the information you need. So you can log on to the website and if you're going, okay, I need information on Clean tech, there's a section on clean tech. If I need information on where can I find finances for my business, you can find a section that will list places you can contact for finances, more than likely places like BDC. You know, we try to make sure we're highlighting organizations that are reputable, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a co-working space, we, depending on what province you're in, will direct you to certain co-working spaces. So we try to make sure we have a little bit of everything that we feel you need to start your business. Fantastic. We're definitely aligned on the importance of that in terms of both our organization's mandates. Um, But I would love to know, you know, to your point about, you know, uh, still working in the chemistry space, you are managing this on top of full-time work. How are you balancing both of these very different pursuits um, and, you know, building this incredible community at the same time through the Canadian Small Business Women Network? You know, I'm insanely organized and that actually speaks to my chemistry side. I'm very analytical. Everything needs to be in its place. And if I have a template, then I wash, rinse, repeat. Mm. That gives me balance. (laughs) So, you know, it's usually it usually is a shock to people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I manage a lab. And then this is my side hustle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was surprised. I'm definitely one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it's great for me because I'm, I'm very disciplined as well. Mm. If I know I have to do something, I get it done. I will write things down in my many calendars mm. and I will make sure that I meet my deadline. And that's part of also something that entrepreneurs need to really be honest with themselves about commitments and your abilities. I know what I'm capable of doing and I know what I cannot do. I outsource the things I can't do or the things that will take me a lot longer to get done because I need to know where to spend my time. Where is my time valuable? Mm, That's a a really 
great piece of advice. Yeah, being that self-awareness piece, I think, is where entrepreneurs often get tripped up because they think, you know, I need to hustle and I need to be all things to all people and, you know, take on all these various roles. Sometimes the strategic move um, is, you know, outsourcing what is going to take you way longer um, and, uh, and making those strategic calls in the best interest of your business. Correct. Correct. It took me a little while to learn it because, you know, you want to try to do everything like you said, and you want to be in control of everything, Mm. but we have to relinquish control sometimes. Mm. Easier said than done for many, (laughs) including myself for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So can you speak to the importance of, you know, support organizations like yours um, that are providing spaces for underrepresented entrepreneurs? Um, I love the work that you're doing with the newcomer community and really making sure that they have a soft landing place, you know, coming to Canada and telling these stories. Um, But what what do you see as the unique importance of Canadian small business women to underrepresented entrepreneurs? You know, I have to answer that question with a little story. Mm, when we first started, I was never the face of the business. Mm. I would have my logo, I would have everything out there, but no one knew I was the person who ran the business. And it wasn't until our very first expo, our Immigrant Women Small Business Expo in Toronto, where people started coming up to me and they're like, oh, you're the person in charge of this organization? I'm like, yeah. And they were so, especially they were immigrant women and a lot of them were women of color. Mm -hmm. They were so proud. And I had to take a step back and say, you know what? I need to put myself out there more because there are Mm -hmm. people out there who will look to me for direction and who are inspired by the work that I'm doing. And it makes me very proud to definitely be an immigrant black business owner, a black woman business owner, because I know that we are not usually presented in the best light sometimes. It's kind of hard for us to work on changing the narrative that we have of immigrants because a lot of times we're looked to as the labor force Mm. and not as the people who can provide businesses to a community. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very important to me, very important. Mm. And what have you seen, you know, particularly during the pandemic, um, being the unique space that you're carving out? Because obviously we know women entrepreneurs and women in general have been so disproportionately impacted uh, by COVID, both in their businesses, um, you know, at home. What do you see as your role sort of supporting during COVID-19? And how has that shifted your plans um, when we look at, you know, improving resilience within the women entrepreneurship community, giving them additional resources. What does that look like since COVID-19 hit in March? Back in April, we actually started doing an Instagram live series where we started to talk to entrepreneurs every day, every single day. We did that every day for about a month and then we scaled it back to about five days after that because it's quite a bit to be online for that much time. Mm -hmm. But it enabled us to be able to connect with different entrepreneurs. And it was what was very surprising to me was the amount of people who started a business during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we do understand and we do see the stats out there about the amount of small businesses that are struggling right now. But there are also a lot of small businesses that are starting Mm. because women were home. There are some women who are home and they still have to work and they still have to be a teacher for their children. 
but they also look at the ideas that they've had and they're like, you know what, I can carve out some time. This might be the time to actually do this, Mm. to take that leap. Mm -hmm. So it's been an interesting, interesting dynamic with COVID because there are people who are struggling, but there are people who are succeeding. Mm-hmm. And and in terms of those stories and, and women in your network that you've worked with, are there any specific examples um, or stories of, of the women within your network that you'd want to share with our Thrive podcast guests? I know it's always hard to think of, think of them off the top of your head. <laughs> it is. Uh, I can give you a pivot story and I can give you a startup story. Let's do both. <laughs> uh, the pivot story, I actually, this person is a friend of mine and she runs an alternative school in Etobicoke. And I remember pulling up to the front of her door because I was going to drop my nephew off for a summer camp on March 16th, and that was the day that the state of emergency was called. Wow. And her doors had to be closed. And this was where I was so proud of her because one, she knew the power she had being a small business and being able to pivot quickly. Mm. And two, she didn't lament, she just went into action. Mm. And while the large school boards were still trying to figure out what to do within a matter of two weeks. She had all her online programming up and she was able to not only serve her community, but now serve the world. So, Mm -hmm. you know, shout out to Oak learners. Kelly did an amazing Mm -hmm. job because (laughs) she really like, she came through in a matter of two weeks to develop programs for children Yeah, so that's the pivot story. A really good startup story. I have a consulting client and she reached out to me, I believe it was in October or November of 2019. And she was at her business. She was she was working at a company and she was an immigrant woman. It just so happens that we're both from Jamaica. So that already made an instant connection. Mm -hmm. And she really wanted to do more because she had a history of doing very large marketing projects for organizations and for the government in Jamaica. And she was not being utilized at the company she was working for. Mm. And she also had extensive education to back it up. And she really wanted to start her own PR firm. And, you know, she was still hesitant. And we sat down and she said, okay, she's going to take the plunge. She is going to leave her job and she's going to do this business. And she managed to launch early this year and is doing very well in the pandemic. She made sure she branded herself perfectly. She is putting out the messaging that is perfect for her business. Her entire vision has come to life and she's doing great work. Great work. Oasis Integrated. Kamisha, good job. <laughs> I love the shout outs. That's what this is all about. Fantastic. And really, I, I, I completely agree that it's been so inspiring, um, you know, seeing these small business business pivots that are leaps and bounds ahead of, you know, the larger corporate entities that were really paralyzed. You know, they didn't have the ability to shift, um, uh, you know, their, their businesses as quickly. Um, they weren't as elastic in their thinking, thinking through various options, different revenue streams to pursue, et cetera. Um, so the small business community during its, you know, most 
challenging time for many really showed up and really um, there have just been so many incredible demonstrations of, of these types of pivots that um, is really inspiring and just showing you know the benefits that that our entrepreneurship community have in the way that they think, you know, entrepreneurs are the ones who are, are really going to um, be be getting us out of this pandemic in terms of creating new jobs, new opportunities, um, and uh, and supporting Canada's overall economy. So I think it's while it has been incredibly challenging, it's also been very inspiring. Yes, yes, we've had to really think outside the box, mm -hmm. and we are fortunate to be able to act on those thoughts. Like you said, being agile is what we do as entrepreneurs, as small businesses. We don't have the red tape we have to go through. We can just act. I mean, yeah, the corporations might have business continuity plans, but they never planned for this, no. <laughs> so they don't know how to act. <laughs> no, they have not. No, that, that's for sure. And so, you know, talking about resilience in business, obviously being incredibly important um, on personal resilience. You know, I know that you have had the experience of running the business during um, very trying cancer treatment. I'd love to get a sense um, from you. How did you manage, you know, negative experiences in your life with your path to entrepreneurship um, and balancing, you know, multiple, multiple challenging circumstances in your, in your life? You know, I actually look at my whole breast cancer journey as a lesson. Mm -hmm. Everything for me in life, well, first, I'm super curious, because I mean, my whole science background, so everything that was going on, I'm like, hmm, why do they do this? That's what is happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> Curiosity. It, that's, that's a great, that's incredible, Johnny. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I never once worried. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen now? What's my experience going to be? So it was all wow. a journey for me. It was truly a journey. Mm -hmm. But I also had to realize at that point that I am neither Wonder Woman or Superwoman. I had to scale back. To everyone on the outside, it might not have looked like I scaled back because I still had a lot of things on the go. But these were the things that I needed to still have as a responsibility so that I can still have that sense of normalcy and I can still, you know, get out of bed and know that, okay, your chemo treatment starts in October, but you have a book to publish by February. So this is how you're going to do it. You know, and I self-published too. So I had to teach myself a lot, but I made sure that the whole, I made sure that the cancer journey was not going to be what it's, it's not, it's not the definition of me. It is one moment in my life. And it's a, also a moment that I feel like I have prepared for all my life mm. because as a kid, I kind of grew up in a hospital because I was severely asthmatic and I've always looked at people in the medical profession as my superheroes. Mm. So when I was diagnosed, I mean, there was never a notion that I would not be fixed by my superheroes. Mm. Never. I did not shed a tear. I, I'm like, okay, all right, great. I have a vacation to go on. And then when I come back, we can deal with this. Great. Wow. <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> And it, in looking back at that experience, and you know, I think many many entrepreneurs, it might not be cancer, it might not be you know health related uh, trauma or, or an experience like that. Do you have any advice on you know keeping your head up and keeping your chin up during challenging times and managing all these different balls that we have in the air as women entrepreneurs? Um, any kind of key mantras or piece of advice that that helped you navigate during the toughest moments? You know, as long as I'm alive, I have something that I need to do with my day or with my life mm. because not everyone is as fortunate. 
If you are alive, you are able. You are able to do whatever task it is you set out for yourself. You might not be able to, you know, walk 5Ks, but you might be able to walk five steps and that can be an accomplishment. So you really need to look at, I, I know a lot of people would normally have the poor me syndrome, but sometimes take a step back, look at the lesson. You might not see the lesson yet, but you have to look in order to find the lesson. And once you do, you'll appreciate it. But as long as you're alive, know that you're in a position to do something. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, and I love that your comment about um, curiosity, that I think, you know, scientist or not scientist, having this this childlike curiosity and interest in, in learning from these experiences, both knowing that they're going to serve you in the future, but also uncovering, you know, other lessons that might be a little bit deeper. I love the idea of really um, being curious about what life is throwing at you and, and seeking additional information from those experiences. That's kind of a cool perspective that... Uh, has not been top of mind for me recently with the pandemic, but that could be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pandemic has taught me that I can actually stay home and I love yeah. to be out in the street at, you know, like a patio mm-hmm. day. Like that's what I live mm-hmm. for. So yeah, I had to learn that tough lesson. <laughs> totally, totally. So if you can think of, you know, your experience as an entrepreneur, serving so many different entrepreneurs and hearing all of these different stories through all these different mechanisms, is there one key piece of advice that you would also, that you would offer um, women entrepreneurs to take away, you know, during the pandemic, post-pandemic, that they can implement into their businesses today? You know, this might sound cliched to some, but I'm going to pull it apart be authentic. Mm. However, in order to be authentic, you need to be true to yourself. Mm. You need to accept everything about yourself, the good, the bad, and the things that need to be improved. Mm. Um, And in, in order to present your best self to everyone, because I know we live in a world where everyone wants to put up a facade. And it's not going to serve you or your business well because people will still have to interact behind, interact with the person behind that facade. And if that person is not the same, then they're not going to feel that real connection. The person you hear here today is the same person you would run into out on the street when the pandemic is open, like, you know, is over. You have to be authentic and I'm very self-aware I know my flaws. I embrace them. I love them. They make they make me me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do the same. Be authentic to yourself. Be authentic to your network and show up for your community. Mm. Don't promise something and not deliver. All of those things resonate. I love all of the above, being true to yourself, showing up authentically, um, doing that in business, in life. You know, I think those are, are definitely um, two totally different but but connected spaces where people think, you know, I can't necessarily show up in my business as an entrepreneur as my authentic self because I'm building and I'm hustling and I need to present a specific um, image. But uh, being authentic, um, I think, has been such a key success factor for so many businesses that have done well. Uh, and so many leaders of businesses um, that it's much, much easier in some ways to bring your authentic self into the space where you are the most active. Um, But fantastic advice. And uh, thank you so much again for joining us on the Thrive Podcast. So many great takeaways here. Thank you so much for having me. This was a fun conversation, I must say. I think so too.
Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rick Spence and plug into the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.